Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Way. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello, modern lovers, and welcome to a really interesting edition of our Modern Love Show. This one starts with a question for you. Do you know your true life purpose? Think about that for a minute. Why are you here? What is the purpose of your life? And are you living it or not? Because if you're not clear what it is, there's a chance you're not living your purpose. And if you're not, then your life might feel a little empty. So today, our show is Are You Living Your Life Purpose? Our special guest is Dr. Michelle Petticola, and she is an expert in helping people live life fully. She's a national speaker, an expert on topics of loss and emotional wounding, which led her to a study of the importance and the joy of living your life purpose. So more about that in a minute. But first, if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area, you are going to want to live your love purpose And join me Saturday, September 14th at our Modern Love Training Center for our next full day of discovery and training. This one is called Fall in Love, Seven Magical Steps to Finding, Keeping, and Growing Your True Love Now. You can go to eventbrite.com and sign up for this email. Head straight to Eventbrite. Sign up, I'm sorry, sign up for your ticket, and then you can email me if you want for more information at love at docweight.com. And Fall in Love is all about using the special time of the year, the fall. It's a season of harvest. It's preparation for celebrating holy days, holidays. And we want to celebrate love in a unique way, which is Wherever you are in your life journey, on your love journey, whether you're single, whether you're divorced, widowed, married, LGBTQ or straight, young or old, of whatever ethnic background, we all have the capacity to live love more fully. And we are going to unleash the deepest love you've ever dreamed of experiencing by using the five magical steps to finding, keeping, growing your true love now. So more about that on Eventbrite. And let's get to our Ask Dr. Brenda question. I love your questions. Don't hold back. You can send them to love at docway.com. This one says, Dear Dr. Brenda, I'm at the end of a divorce proceeding with my soon-to-be ex-husband. In the last few weeks, he's asked that I reconsider our separation 
and stay married. I still love him, but I'm torn because of his drinking problems and the abuse I've endured over the last couple of years. He recently entered AA and promised to continue as long as necessary, which, by the way, let me say now, is going to be the rest of your life because it's a community that is there to support your growth, not just stop your drinking. But he also has a habit of dropping out of therapy programs. It feels like he's going through the motions of reconciliation. I'm afraid of getting hurt again, feeling lost. All right, lost, here's the very first thing you need to do. If you are not already going to Al-Anon, where you learn about setting boundaries for yourself, where you learn about elevating the importance of your own needs, and where you learn about dealing with your side of the illness of addiction. Because the person who is the codependent, which you are if you're married to an alcoholic, is part of the problem. Now, I myself, I will tell you very freely, spent five and a half years going to Al-Anon meetings, and they changed my life forever because I learned how to set healthy boundaries, how to mind my own beeswax and not step over the line and try to tell my husband how to live his life and deal with his issues. So I can tell you it works, and I want you to run, not walk, to Al-Anon. If you feel that you want to put your divorce on hold for a minute, do that. If you don't feel like you want to do that, trust yourself. But whatever you do, you're going to be the same person. Wherever you go, there you are. Change your own pattern so you don't repeat this with the next person that comes along. He didn't cause your problem. This is part of something that you brought also to the marriage. Nobody's to blame, but both of you are responsible. All right, let me tell you more about our guest today. Dr. Michelle Petticola is someone who has worked for over 18 years helping people through major life challenges. She's produced the award-winning three-part documentary series, Secrets of Life and Death, and leads workshops and presentations for organizations throughout Northern California. And her work combines new findings in neuropsych, evolutionary biology, and psychosomatics. She's a featured author in the Amazon bestseller, Breaking Barriers. And she's going to help you break barriers in your life. Welcome to Modern Love, Radio Dr. Petticola. Thank you, Dr. Brenda. I'm thrilled to be on your show. Good. So tell us how you came to be interested in living your life purpose fully, and what that has to do with the other side of your work, which is facing major life challenges, including grief. A beautiful question. Well, I got interested in living my life purpose because for a good portion of my life, I was not living my life purpose. Why? Because I, from emotional wounding as a child, had made the decision that in order to survive and to be loved, I needed to be a people pleaser. Well, guess what? If you're a people pleaser, you're not taking care of your life purpose. You're taking care of other people. 
And I could have gone on doing that for the rest of my life, as I'm sure there are many people out there living lives of quiet desperation, but too afraid to stand up for themselves. But two major things happened. One, my first husband left me. And two, my parents died about six months apart. Oh, and my, yeah, so that's, that's where the secrets of life and death come in and the life challenges. Oftentimes, we're ready to just live our lives in quiet desperation as long as it's not too uncomfortable. But when you have an ama- a major change, like death comes, it yeah, kind of wakes you death up. and divorce in a short period of time. That Absolutely. is a lot to deal with. Absolutely. I often say, in some ways, divorce is much more difficult than death. Because death is final. You know you have to grieve. You know you have to move on. Divorce is super complicated, speaking as somebody who's been there. And I've been with both. And both of them were key to transforming my life. And so the interesting thing was that my mother was a person who lived her life purpose. But because she was part of my issue, of course, we all have issues with our parents, she was somebody I had never bonded with and I had resentments towards her. I never listened to her until she was dying. And then it, she succeeded in transmitting to me that you, either you live your purpose or you die with regret. Now, what, what do you mean for our listeners when you say life purpose? Give a definition of that, would you? I would be happy to. So life purpose is encoded in us on the, on the soul and cellular level. We are all like seeds with this potential, uh, this life force that we come into this world with. And we are meant to fulfill that encoding, just like an oak seed or oak acorn is meant to become an oak tree. Although with human beings, it's a little more complicated. And whereas an oak tree, all it has to do is deal with whatever its environment, we right, our environment are much... Get some sunshine and get some space to grow. Yeah, 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 and have some space. And they, and they do. They need a fair amount of space. We live in a social environment, and it has a huge impact on us. Now, and how would someone know how to recognize the seeds of their life purpose. What would be the steps? Because I really like what you said. You either live your life purpose or you die with regret, and nobody wants to feel that sense of regret over not having fulfilled their life or having having a chance to really give your gifts in the world. How do you start to recognize your purpose? Well, there are a number of different ways, and that, of course, is part of my work. One of the things is to learn how to listen to your heart, how to tap into what you feel. This is part of the problem. A lot of us are taught to to tap down our sensory awareness of ourselves. If we if we get sick, we take a pill. If we feel uncomfortable, you know, we eat chocolate or we watch TV and we don't listen to our bodies. But our bodies are speaking to us all the time. However, chocolate is medicinal. I would like I to like know. chocolate. Okay, for those of us who love our daily dose of chocolate. <laughs> I, I totally love yeah, my so da- daily dose saying, of chocolate. Yeah, yes. what you're saying is important. You're saying that it takes listening to ourselves. Now, what role does it play 
if there's something you truly love to do, could that be also a sign that that's meant to be your life purpose? I mean, beyond it's certainly a direction you would want to try is to see because sometimes you don't know the difference if you've been have not had a lot of experience with this between what you love and what you've been told to love because we're programmed uh, we're socialized from a very early age about how we're supposed to be so one of the things that I I like to do is clean up because that was a place that was doing that was a very safe activity. I don't know if you, a lot of people that, you know, we have to clean the house. Oh, I have to do something difficult. Oh no, I have to clean the house first because it actually (laughs) makes you feel safe. And it's something you can control, especially if you're in an environment where you feel you don't have a voice and you don't have agency, which so many People are raised with, I was certainly raised to feel I didn't have a voice and I didn't have agency. Cleaning was not fun. Just getting out of the house was my safe place and escaping to nature. So one of the things we have different patterns. Each of us have different patterns, right? You're saying that a sign for us is there's something we love to do. We could look down that road and try it out. It's important for us to not put tasks that just occupy us ahead of moving toward the thing that could be our life purpose. Now, how do unresolved emotions impact a person's ability to create the life that they want? Well, the unresolved emotions are the early childhood wounds, and sometimes they can be later childhood wounds, but they're about... If you are who you truly are, authentically who you are, that you're going to be rejected. The problem is that we are social creatures, and we actually survive better in community. Being rejected is huge and very scary, As, especially when you're like an infant or you're a child and you right, depend so on your parents. What you're saying is that sometimes we constrict ourselves and we don't take the risk to live our purpose because we don't want to lose the support or lose the approval or you face got rejection. It. Absolutely. So what what is an inner guidance system and how can that help us get to this life purpose? So the inner guidance system is learning to listen to your heart, learning to listen to your body. Your body is actually a better communicator of what you're supposed to do than your mind is because your mind has been programmed by your upbringing. But your body will tell you a lot more about what's going on. And if you know psychosomatics, you can actually, uh, which is what I do, is I can use the body to speak. I can listen to what's going on. And if you go in and you listen to the parts of your body that are uncomfortable or holding tension... Now, describe a little bit how psychosomatics work. You're saying listen to the part of your body that's holding tension. How do you... Yes. How do you do that? Just focus on it. Just focus on that area. Don't try and change it, but just focus on it and breathe and open your mind to thoughts or visions or sound or words that come up. I've I've worked with many, many different clients, and it always works. It always comes up with something amazing. So it's about paying attention to your body, where the body may feel uncomfortable. Yes, 
sight, putting your attention, your awareness there. And then do you ask what's the feeling? Say a little more about that. Yes. Yes. So I always invite my clients to to focus in on the sensation and talk about it. And that helps them to stop being in their head and focusing in the body. And then the psychosomatics is having specific interpretations. So, for example, if you're having issues around the throat, it could have something to do with expressing yourself because the throat is the way in which we bring our voice out. If you're having problems with your gut, it could be that you're having trouble digesting something, not just food, but something that you've been tapping down. But also the sacral area is about creativity. I mean, that's the where base we create of babies. Yeah. So tell, tell us a little bit, maybe a story of someone who was off track and couldn't find out their life purpose, how they discovered and what difference that makes for us if we're living on purpose rather than not. Well, I can tell you my own story, and that is that I wasn't living my life purpose for many, many years and uh, was satisfying other people's needs by being a people pleaser. And then when my mother communicated to me, and I actually missed an opportunity to connect with her before she died, it catalyzed me. And since that time, I have been focusing on... uh, doing what I'm meant to do. And I want to just add into this that it can morph, it can change, that, that it's not necessarily one thing, oh, I'm going to be a singer, but it might evolve. You right. may be a singer who inspires people to live their life purpose, for example. Yeah. To be So when your mother flexible. transmitted this message to you, before she died, and then you missed a chance. What happened inside you that made you start saying, hey, I've got to go figure out my life purpose? What was the shift? I, I cannot express enough how transformative it is to go through the death of a mother, a significant other. It is transformative. First of all, you go through this experience of being almost otherworldly because death is the great mystery in life, isn't it? So I went through that. I went through grief. And I, what came to me, because I was now feeling my feelings, by the way, that's a big thing for me when I work with people is to teach them how to allow their feelings to... Right. And so you're feeling your feelings. I was feeling my feelings, and that's when I got the the transmission, the message that I needed to make this film series. And I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the skills. I had had some background in, in doing TV shows, but to make a documentary, I had no idea what I was getting into. And yet the... The imperative to do that was so overwhelming, oh, so powerful, that I moved forward in spite of all my fears and all of, you know, my, the, the inner child up there saying, no, don't do it. And it, uh, it's just been a journey ever since. Now, what was the connection between doing the documentary and living your life purpose? Well, it was the first time that I took 
a risk and did what I wanted to do instead of doing what was pleasing to other people. And it was scary beyond belief to do something that you have no idea that you can do. It's a practice in... Now, how do you know that's part of your life purpose? That's what I'm curious about. Because I get that it was taking a risk, but what's the connection between that and knowing this thing that I took the risk to do is part of my life purpose? How do you know that that's part of it? Well, that's a really good question because you feel it in your heart, because you dream it in your dreams, because it is irresistible. And so you have to follow it because you, in a way, have have no choice. If you don't do it, you know that you're going to regret it. You know that you're going to say, oh, I didn't do that. How could so I not and, do that? Yeah, and is living your purpose somehow contributing to others? Is, is that one of the ways we define it? Because your documentary well, certainly was... A contributing to others. to others. Yes. So, so here's the thing about social creatures like human beings. One of the things we need to have is meaning in our lives. And one of the ways in which we have meaning in our lives is by contributing to other people. It's actually wired into the biology of, of the human being. Mm-hmm. And, and so, why, yes. why did you call this series The Secrets of Life and Death? Uh, that's it. I called it, you know, I don't, it was so long ago. Why did I call it that? Because that was the name that came to me. Secrets of Life and Death. It was, okay, so very early on, it has been my mission to enable other people to live their life purpose. And the idea of providing creating a documentary series that invited people, compelled people to look at the fact that they have a limited time on this world, on this planet, and that that would wake them up to taking this time more seriously instead of thinking, oh, I have forever, to realize you don't have forever. And now is the time to act. And that was the purpose. Mm, That's a great message. Now is the time to act. Now is the time to take that risk. Now is the time to do the thing that you've secretly, perhaps, always wanted to do. And once we start down that path, I've always wanted to do this. I'm going to take the risk to do it. I understand, you know, I need to do it now because there may not be the extra time I'm hoping for. And it contributes to other people. All of those things seem to add up to this is your life purpose. Is there anything else you would add? Uh, I had something in a minute, so hold on a second. Um, so the the thing about experiencing somebody dying is it's a wake-up call. It enables you to to experience the limitations of this life and existence. It also takes you out of the mundane everyday life in a way that you, if you've never done it, you have no idea. But it really makes you look at your your whole life together because here you see somebody who has held your life together as part of your bonding, your relationship, 
and they're going to be gone. So a whole part of your life goes with them when they die. And it makes you look at at that whole uh, life history and where are you going. And you start to reflect on that. And you say, well, where am I going? And the secrets are all in there in your journey, that the trials and the tribulations are all part of your journey. They are clues. So sometimes I talk about grief as a gateway. It is not something to get over with, but actually the doorway to understanding who you really are and where you're meant to go. Because your trials and your tribulations are also your, your learning ground for your gifts. Okay, so from those things that are challenges, we learn, we grow, and part of what I just heard you say is if you're going to live your life purpose, expect that you are, in fact, going to encounter some challenges, because I'll bet you encountered some in doing that documentary. Oh, my goodness, I sure did. I did, yeah. So living our life purpose takes some self-discovery. It takes some awareness that... We're going to take that risk because we have a finite amount of time here. It also means looking for how giving my gift, living my purpose, can uplift others. And at the end of the day, how much satisfaction is there for you in living your life purpose? Yes. And ultimately, if you look at all the stuff, the studies they've done on people when they're dying, the most essential part of their lives are their relationships with other people and whether they've made a difference. It's not how much money they have, but whether they've had an impact, whether they've left a, a personal legacy. Mm. Now, when you say personal legacy, does that mean with the people close to them or something they put out in the world? I think it can be either and both. Okay. Great. Wow. This is a fascinating conversation because one of the questions, of course, I have to put to you is how does a purpose-driven life affect a love relationship? You learn to balance between being the people pleaser and the giver and also standing in your power. And what I have found is that the more I do that, actually, the better the relationship is. That when, it's, when you're in that people-pleasing mode, you really got codependency going on there. And it's not a healthy relationship. But when you are empowered, first of all, you are filling yourself up with the energy that sustains you. So how much better you are able to show up in the relationship with the people that you love. So you're showing up in the relationship as an authentic person because you're connected to your purpose. Now, what if you have a partner who does not support or participate in your purpose? If they don't support you as your authentic self, it may not be a good match. And I say may not because sometimes people grow together and sometimes the person who is the difficult one is your teacher. 
and you they are significant to you or it's worth it for you to stay there as long as you're learning something from that. And so it's it's the friction, it's like the sandpaper that bring that the term is sets the wood grain free. That it's friction that that helps us to become strong. It's the wind blowing the tree that makes the tree strong. And how important is it to have support if you're struggling with what is my life purpose? How do I integrate this in my relationship? How do the two of us find a way maybe to support one another in our yes. life purpose? Yes. It, well, if you don't get support, then you're listening to that inner child that was wounded and was tamped down. That's who's going to be your coach. If you want to get out of that, because it's hard to step, what is it, uh, uh, Einstein said that you cannot solve the problem from the place in which it was created. Exactly. So, you can't solve it with the same mind that created it. Yeah. That's right. So, so you have to step out important. of that. So I want to thank you so much, Dr. Michelle Petacola, for sharing so generously your journey, your wisdom, and to encourage us all to look at life as a finite in this realm anyway, a finite opportunity to create a pathway to give our gifts and become fully realized people, which in turn can only make your love life, everybody, that much richer, that much more fun, that much more fulfilling. And if you want more of that, then you know what to do. Run, don't walk to Eventbrite. Grab your seats right now and bring a friend with you. There's an early bird special still on. The tuition is regularly two ninety seven right now until Monday, August twenty sixth. Actually, I think we just lost that early bird special. But if you're listening to the show, you want the early bird special, hit us back. I'll extend it for you. It's one hundred and twenty seven dollars. And we also have a wonderful lunch for you where I will get to coach you individually. We call it our Platinum Coaching Lunch. That's 39 bucks and worth every penny and more. So fall in love, five steps, magic secrets to finding, keeping, and growing your true love now. A part of living your purpose is learning how to love unconditionally. And this is your chance. Thanks to Cliff Dunning, our executive producer, and to all of you modern lovers, I'll see you here in our training center September 14th for Fall in Love. Blessings. 